Hey, it's Bobby. And it's Jared. Welcome to the Frankincense Podcast. Excited to have you guys here for episode, what is this, 25? I have lost track, but I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. It's so good. I, um, like, uh, I'm, yeah, I think it's been, yeah, episode 25. I, I just looked it up. Episode 25. That's crazy. That's really crazy. So, um, yeah, well, hey, I'm recording via Chicago, um, at a, ho- yeah. at a Holiday Inn Express, I believe it is, maybe, or maybe oh. just a- Holiday fancy, Inn. yeah, fancy hot wire hotel. Fancy. I see you drinking a bottle of Aquafina. They probably just give those out for free at a fancy hotel like that. With my pinky up, drinking with his pinky up. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm stuck back here in West Virginia, <laughs> drinking well water out of a mason jar. Nice. And you know what? I'm loving every minute of that too. Awesome. Well, here we are recording our episode, and today we're going to be talking, um, well, about a pretty important topic, I guess, but it's a topic that, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about right now. Um, You know, you have, I mean, all over social media, you have it on CNN, you have it on ESPN, you have it on Fox News. Even um, Fox News took a, a break from the impeachment trial to address this topic. Um, and so we'll just jump right in. So, um, growing up from, you know, originally from Southern California, um, I was a huge Lakers fan. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't know, man, like I was watching Kobe Bryant, Shaq, um, play, you know, um, I was a Laker fan, and honestly, to to be completely honest, I was a Laker fan because of Shaq, not because of Kobe. Okay. But I respected Kobe's game. Um, and I'm not much of a basketball player. I'm only like five nine, um, <laughs> and, and and being at the time uh, 230 pounds, you know, like, and right now I'm a little bit more than that. Uh, but you know, I'm not much of a basketball player. But I love watching the game. It's a it's a great game to watch. Um, so the tragic news that came out on Sunday, um, you know, of Kobe's helicopter accident and um, did I say helicopter right? That sounded weird. Anyway, the helicopter accident um, yeah. of Kobe with his daughter and several others that were on the on the um, helicopter, and um, you know, it was kind of surreal. You know what I mean? It's one of those. Um, it kind of brought me back to like thinking of, uh, you know, Richie Valens and Buddy Holly, right? Um, oh yeah, it it did have that moment, uh, like the the day the music died. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think like there's something about that, right? Because cause, yeah, because Richie Valens and Buddy Holly were young musicians, um, kind of up and coming. Like they were, I mean, like they were popular, but they had so much more to bring, so much more to offer. Um, and then all of a sudden everything ended that tragic day that they, that their plane crashed. Um, and now we come to Kobe Bryant, who was a retired basketball player. Um, amazing. One of the greatest of all time to play the game. Um, and a guy whose, uh, name 
and legacy transcended basketball, right? He he was beyond that. And yeah. and you know, the reality of it is that you know I'm not talking about uh, lifting up a celebrity. I'm not talking about being um, like worshiping a celebrity. What I'm right. talking about is somebody who took his platform and used it um, for for good. I mean, overall, he used it for good. Um, he made a lot of mistakes, you know, as a as a young basketball player, as a young man, um, you know, as a young husband, um, athlete, in that celebrity status where, you know, he he did have a, an affair on his wife, you know, and he had some stuff like that, and but he 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 owned it, you know. One of the things that um, I I always kind of thought was really interesting was that he owned his mistake, you know, yeah. and he apologized to the public. He did. Um, and he and he did what he needed to do to fix what he needed to fix. Um, on another podcast that I do, the the Being a Dad on Purpose podcast, um, we talked about the idea of like he he retired from his role, right, um, from yeah. his basketball playing role, but he was finally able to step into a full time role as a dad, you know, and because I think he only retired like a couple yeah. of years ago, and um, his life was taken. Um, now, what what I wanted to yeah. talk about today, and and this is where you and I can both start dialoguing, because um, some of the things that I saw people post about the whole thing was pretty sad, right? Um, people were like all across the the world, people were saddened to hear of this of his loss. But sure. but then when you watch social media, because you know social media is so great, um, you have people who are. <laughs> posting things like he's just a celebrity um you know why are we so sad about him dying but so many other people die you know like get over this blah 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 um and then you have people you know who are like totally like well he deserved it you know which is even worse right when you see people posting things what? like that yeah there are people there are people what is the yeah i now, I can't imagine the the uh um the logic behind that you know yeah yeah i think people just are 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 ridiculous right they just want to make little comments like that are that are hurtful just because yeah. they're unhappy too um so yeah, we're maybe gonna, uh trolling you know yeah so we're gonna be talking a little bit about this because for for me i think what we when i see a tragic death of any kind celebrity uh, non-celebrity my heart breaks um but this yes but there's something about how we respond to death because um, death is hard, right? When, when you lose somebody who's special to you, especially um, suddenly, right? When it wasn't expected, um, what, it yeah. do, what it does to you in that moment is, is incredible and it's hard. You know, you, your emotional state, your mental state, you, everything around you changes, um, you know, to see even like Shaquille O'Neal. It does. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I as you were saying there, I, I kind of picked up on something. You know, I've lost people close to me, and um, you know, I think one of the craziest things that happens is you know that that person's you know jerked from your everyday existence and your reality, and uh, you said there's there's this change, this profound change that happens. It's this. Uh, feeble attempt to to realign your brain 
to the fact that that person's not right there in front of you anymore. You know, as Christians, you know, we believe that they're, you know, they will be reunited. But the fact that I can't have them here with me to, you know, you know, in my daily life, it is hard to wrap your mind around that. That'll take a long time and be different for a lot of people. So, yeah. And when I hear about when I heard about his death and I heard that his, his daughter died with him, all I could think of was, you know, the rest of the family and just um, that, that that struggle um, because there's a void there. And there's there's just no way that that's going to be filled. Your your brain almost has to like your heart has to realign to this reality that they're not there. Yeah. And, and you know, to even take it to you know another level is that um, a lot of people started giving a lot of uh, response to TMZ. Um, okay. You know, because TMZ broke the news that that the helicopter crashed and that he might have been on it. Um, yeah. And you know, TMZ has a history of breaking news on celebrity stuff before anybody else hears it, right? And and they 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 pride themselves on being first, um, especially for that. The problem was. They broke that news before his wife was even notified. Yeah. Um, and so his wife and everybody else had to hear about it through TMZ. Yeah. And that, for me, um, that 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 is the worst. Um, and that's another thing about social media is that there's so much stuff that people want to get out. They want to be the first ones to share stuff. Sure. And a lot of times when there's a death, when there's um, something like that that happens, people want to jump on social media and say, uh, prayers for this family. Now, you might sincerely want to go ahead and offer prayers, but in reality, though, you also want to be the first one to share that you know you knew news before yeah. somebody else did. It, it's certainly an attention-getting maneuver. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to be the first. The, the prudent thing is to hang back and wait until – all of the sorts of people have had a chance to, you know, at least accept the news. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the, um, so let's talk a little bit about that, but then like, I want to talk about something else as well. And we'll get to that after we talk about, um, about that section. Um, so, so, so response to the tragedy Taking our time, I like what you just said there. Like it's it's a good idea to just step back, step back, yeah. and wait for the immediate family. Wait for others to re- the, the people who are going to be impacted the most by it. Wait for them to respond. Well, because plain and simple, if you're not next of kin, it's really it, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, we like to make it about us, don't we? <laughs> yeah. It's like we want to make sure people know that we knew something about the person or yeah, we want to make sure that people, you know, like even sometimes we want to put it on ourselves too. We want to make – like we want to share our story of hurt. Our Yeah, our story of hurt and um, yeah, you, you do hear that a lot. You know, um, a, a lot of people, in fact, when they relate uh, that, that horrible moment when they found out that someone was, was gone um, – one part of the story that sort of takes over is that the story of how I found out, you know, if I, did I find out in a, in a good way or a bad way, you know, and sort of make it about how I found out. I, I hope you found out in the appropriate way. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that, 
that doesn't have to be the main part of the story, you know. And then, you know, it's like you said, a, a lot of it is, um, you know, sort of becomes about you in that time. And it's really hard to do because it, after all, you know, we're the ones left behind hurting, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the case of just I'm a, I'm a person out in public and I've heard about this death, I, I need to keep I need to keep my mouth shut, you know. Yeah. So that other people who are closer have time to process. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's pretty clear when in Matthew 5, you know, when Jesus is doing his famous Sermon on the Mount, right? He even he even makes mention of this. I think that sometimes we like again we want to make it about us, but he um, but he says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they they shall be comforted." Right? Yeah. Um, and but he also to- told us that we also need to learn how to mourn with those who are mourning, right? Mm-hmm. And. When we're trying to, um, like, I'm going to look up that verse real quick because I want to make sure that I quote that right. But, like, the people who are mourning, you know, they need to be comforted. And ultimately, they need to rest in Jesus. That's our hope, anyways, that they're going to be able to rest in Jesus. They're going to find hope and peace in Him. Yeah. But for us, um, let me make sure I'm looking it up real quick. Um, I should know. I know I'm a pastor. I should memorize scripture. But, um, but Romans twelve fifteen right? It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, right? So um, Paul's right. writing those words, and, and when he shares those words, it's like he's sharing it. Like, look, like we have to be able to f- find joy with people who are finding joy, but we also have to slow ourselves down and, and allow people to be mourning and mourn with them. Be yeah. like, and, and it doesn't even mean that we have to be crying with them. It doesn't mean that we have to be so sad, with, like, like, you know, doing the things that they do. It just means that maybe we just stay silent. Maybe we don't post anything. Maybe right. we, don't, um, we don't instantly share our own personal story w- about that person. Yeah. Or um, we don't share our own personal story of tragedy. Um, we That's really a lot to ask, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, From, you know. From social media and all that because you know um you know in the case of a you know a celebrity or a famous person we all feel like we have sort of a stake in that person and like an ownership in that person you know right i mean if it's someone like a rock musician i mean we've all got that that moment with that song and mm-hmm. you know um we're just gonna put it out there but you know but but i think like I think sometimes we forget that celebrities are human beings too, right? Yeah, we really do. And, um, you know, I think that part of understanding that, you know, we're all equal in Jesus, you know, is really understanding that um, celebrity, you know, is an illusion. You know, it's just kind of a status we assign on earth, but I I really don't believe it means anything in the kingdom of heaven. Right. Um, so the best thing to do is the default setting needs to just you need to need to think of a celebrity as your neighbor, yeah. and you must treat your neighbor as yourself. And and I'm not sure I'm into this idea that if someone you know makes their money off of being a public persona, that the public can just kind of you know do whatever they want with them, like lambaste them and all that. You know, mm-hmm. um, it you know it's it, I mean that's that's. TMZ's bread and butter, you know, I mean, they, they follow celebrities very closely and I, I'm really not knocking them. I mean, they're basically, it, they're just taking the opportunity, um, to sort of piggyback on the, 
the this uh, celebrity worship that, that we have uh, yeah. that humankind has always had. It's not an American culture thing. I mean, no. you know, the celebrities of ancient times were royals and nobles and, you know, uh, emperors, you know, and we've just sort of translated that to um, uh, people who are very talented in arts or sports. Yeah. So, so in that, um, I guess for me, I want I want to say I want to say a couple things about uh, mourning with those who mourn. So, because we we've, we've kind of said it, but I just want to I want to clarify it, and then we're going to go into the next the next one that I, um, that I brought up to you about things that you know pastors have said and others about the all right all that stuff. But anyway, so one slow down before you start posting things, before you start saying things. Wait for that family to respond and wait for them to to allow you or to open the door for you to share or for you to speak into the loss. Um, Second, um, mourning with those who mourn means that you you let them go through the process. I get so frustrated when I hear people tell people, all right, it's been a month. You need to get over it. Oh god. It's been oh, gosh. it's been a year. Like are you like you're yeah. still you're still dealing with this? Like like come on. Like are you really that sad right now? Yeah. Like mourning Yeah, that's the second scene in uh in in Hamlet. You know, Hamlet is mourning the loss of his father uh only a month ago and his mother uh remarries to his uncle and they, they say to Hamlet why, why are you all dressed in black? I mean, this is unmanly. I mean, come on. Everybody knows fathers die. I mean, your dad's dad, he died and he had to deal with it. So you can deal with it now. Come on, get happy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we have to be willing to let people grieve the way they need to grieve, you know? Absolutely. And, and let them do it. Yeah, we do. Um, and there's really, you know, I know everyone's uh, familiar with the stages of grief. Um, do you think that's a... Um, a widely understood, um, I don't know what you call oh. that, uh, but, but uh, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm not sure yeah. if like a lot of people know though. Like, okay. Let's... Well, I didn't take time to look it up, but I bet if you just Google real quick, which I'm doing now, um, <laughs> uh, stages of grief, um, you know, they're pretty, yeah, they come right up. They're pretty widely accepted, um, shock and denial, uh, then pain and guilt, anger and bargaining. You know, mm-hmm. uh, depression, uh, the upward turn, reconstruction, working through acceptance and hope. Sounds good. Uh, I've got, got to tell you that uh, uh, when I lost my sister, when she was the age of 26, uh, almost 10 years ago now, um, you know, it. Uh, I think all of that was there. You know, the shock and denial, um, the pain and grief, the fear, you know, all of that was there, but it didn't go in this pleasant step-by-step process, you know, and I wouldn't even say that I'm completely out of it, you know, (laughs) there are days of acceptance, but there are days of just irrational guilt, you know, there are days of fear, there are days that I wish that I could go back and, and, and maybe, uh, you know, I'm the big brother, I I wish I could go back and swoop in and save her, and, you know, sometimes I go to that, that dark place where I'm like, miss her and I, I want her back I, I haven't accepted this and it's been 10 years so I find that those stages they're there but they're not in that order mm-hmm. and you don't get through one and never revisit you know they're kind of jumbled up you know yeah. and it boy it takes time you know and for me to have lost somebody close to me 
and then turn to someone else and say, well, this is how it's going to be for you. That's not how it's going to be for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, because I mean, you're, you're a different person. You're the person you lost was someone different than the person I lost. Right. Your relationship to that person is different and your way to process it's going to be different. And I just can't tell you how long it's going to take and, and when and if you're ever going to get clear of it. it. In some ways, it's a it's a wound that never heals. And, you know, um, people just kind of jumping in quickly on the death of someone that kind of tell you how you should feel about it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just don't see what good could come of that, you know, right. uh, celebrity or, or not. Right. I mean – because even if it's a like even for me like if it was a celebrity like for instance like whether however you feel about Michael Jackson now yeah. and I was a huge Michael Jackson fan yeah when he died and I know a lot of people can relate to this when he died like a part of me like in a way it's like I felt like a part of me died yeah because because his music played such a huge role for me like I was, yeah like um you know his 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 music always like, I mean, from free Willy, right? Like yeah. when, he, when he made that song, when, when, um, you know, from thriller to bad to, uh, Billy Jean to, um, the way you make me feel, even the unknown song that I, I, I for some reasons is so big for me is, is speed demon. Like, cause the, yeah. the music video, that was him like a claymation rabbit, like during his moonwalker movie. Right. Like, I mean, there's so much that like has was in me, and when he died, it was like I'm never gonna hear him make music again that moved yeah. me like that. And and for for me, it was hard. And I, I mean, I shed a tear. Like I, I really like I was actually like my wife was like, "Wow, this is crazy," but like this really moved. Like, and I think for for many people, when celebrities die that were that played a, a major role for them. I think sometimes we have to step back and let them work through that. Whether they knew them or not, there's something inside of us that we were connected to that we need to allow people to go through that process because it's still a part of them that dies. Somebody yeah. who watched basketball all their life and or was a kid watching Kobe and even thinking that process through of every time you lean back to throw a piece of paper into the trash can, you say, Kobe, you know, like you – you just like you just <laughs> yeah. imagine like this is who you wanted to be, Michael Jack Michael Jordan. You know you have your Air Jordan pumps. Like if Michael Jordan were to just die suddenly, people would be like mourning that because he revolutionized the game. Yeah. So it's like there's something about that that we have to allow the mourning process to really work through. Celebrity, non-celebrity, let that happen. Yeah. But now to the next thing that I think that we need to be careful about. Okay. Um, and as a pastor, you know, I care. Sorry, I'm eating a Twizzler. That should really, <laughs> really unprofessional podcasting of me. I just love that in our podcast, as a pastor, I care. I'm eating a Twizzler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as a pastor, I care about people's eternal salvation, right? I, I want people to yeah. know. Jesus, I want them to be in heaven when I get there, and at least when I hopefully get there, right? I, I want, yeah. I want that to be. However, when someone dies, 
And I know we want to be ultra spiritual. I know we want to have people like come to know Jesus. But again, I think mourning with people who mourn is a time when we step back and don't worry about telling people about heaven and hell. Yeah. You can have that conversation. It's important to have that conversation. But in that moment, when people are trying to figure things out and it's just scattered, don't try to be ultra spiritual in that moment and talk to people about heaven and hell. Because in that moment, like, and I don't know how you, like, with your with your sister or even, like, you know, like, I think, like, when my grandfather passed away or when others, like, I don't, I'm not, like, at that moment, like, I'm not dealing with their eternity. I'm dealing with the fact now that I am without them here. Right. And I will be praying for their eternity. Like, I, I pray, like, and, 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 you know, I know some people say, like, that's just, it's too late. You know, like, whatever happens, happens in that. Um, but I would still be saying, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to make a big thing about, well, so-and-so died. This is sad, but it makes me wonder, do you know Jesus? Okay, you know what? <laughs> like, when when Lazarus died, Jesus showed up to, to Mary and Martha. Yeah. And when he showed up a couple days later, then he, then he should, like, in, in our mind, he should have shown up, to, like, right when he was sick. But he showed up two yeah. days after he died. When he showed up, and they were like, if you would have been here, he wouldn't be dead. Yeah. And Jesus didn't say, well, he is, but do you know me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Interesting. So you're saying Jesus didn't even pivot on the, yeah. I mean, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't flex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like he showed up. Yeah. And he didn't flex on him. He didn't be like, oh, look at you guys mourning your brother. But do you realize who, who who's right in front of you? Like, do you know me? Like, are you going to be with me? Like, who cares about your brother? Like, he's dead now. Do you know me so you're not going to end up where he's actually, you know, like, like, bro, right. slow down. Right? Like, like he, he, he wept. He wept yeah. with them. And, you know, he wept with them because he lost a friend. They lost, but he was also weeping because he knew, like, this is, this is the plight of humanity. That yeah. death has to come. And that is hard for him. And he knew that he was going to have to die a death soon. Yeah. And he was yeah. soon to be behind that st- a stone, just like Lazarus was. Yeah. And he was soon going to have to do that for the sake of humanity. So he wept, but he did not flex on him. He just, he just said, I'm here with you. I see your sadness. Wow. But I'm going to go ahead and bring Lazarus back because I have to demonstrate yeah. my glory. But I'm not... I'm not going to take away from your mourning. Wow. To point to, to, to be like, do you know yeah. me? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's, what? what a great point. So I think there's a value to that, right? If Jesus didn't even flex on him, why, yeah. why do we have to, you yeah. know, take your, like, because he let them do it. And then he brought, then he brought Lazarus back. It's like, maybe that's what we need to do. Rest in the moment of mourning, then point to Jesus. When 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 kind of the dust clears, when the mind clears, when the heart's a little bit more um, 
open to the idea of eternity to know like look we don't know where kobe's at we don't know where so and so's at we can pray we can trust we can we can believe but honestly we don't know but do you have security and and when you wait on it that yeah. conversation and you're just sitting with them in that moment then you have that conversation later yeah you know and, and some people say well if you wait too long what if they die the next day okay well you know what <laughs> like I would much I would much rather be known for the person who's able to sit in silence with somebody who's who's mourning than someone who constantly weighs on them about their eternity because yeah I want them to know that they have a connection with me and then in that moment I think that that's going to point to eternity right yeah you're really helping me understand something here I I mean a light bulb came on I mean yeah it is in this Lazarus story where um, Jesus wept. You know, shortest verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, that was remarkable. Like, I see that. You know? you know, that's not just theatrics. I mean, Jesus knows he's the resurrection and the life, mm-hmm. and he knows that you know he's been sent to for the glory of God to to raise Lazarus from the dead on this day. But that morning, you know, seeing those sisters lose their brother and just being asked, Jesus. Where were you? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just many emotions there. You know, it's amazing he didn't come and smiling and at that moment say, "Be of good cheer." <laughs> Jesus said, "Be of good cheer." Another time, you know, mm-hmm. not that time. Just wept. That's an interesting point, Bobby. Now, how about this? So Mary comes to him. If you were only here. Like you didn't show up on time. Like where where were you? Yeah. But Jesus dies. He's at his tomb. Who shows up at his tomb first? Oh, absolutely. And what yeah. is and what is she what is she looking for? Where yeah, is Mary. He? Where is he? Mm-hmm. And the angel says, What are you looking for? He's not here. He's he's risen. Now mm-hmm. Mary just has experienced her brother dead the tomb rolls away and he comes out and he unwraps and at that time she's wondering where were you yeah she shows up to the stone and i i'm wondering did she have that same thought of where are you like right like again you were supposed to show up on time and you didn't and now yeah where are you because you're not showing up where you're supposed to be and Jesus is like, no, you're right, because I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And so there's a there's a there's something about the idea of allowing Jesus to show up when he's going to show up. Yeah. And not force him into the picture. There is something to that. Um, wow, I, that that might be a good place to leave it. <laughs> um. You know, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know. I just want to say this as my closing is that if you are if you're grieving, if you're mourning in this moment, just know that um, you have two people in this podcast who who are mourning with you. Um, we don't know you, <laughs> like we might know you, but we we might not. Um, 
but we're here to mourn with you um, and to let you know that your time is your time. Don't let people define how long your mourning should last. Don't let people tell you how you're supposed to mourn. Sure. Grieve the way you need to grieve. Take your time with it. Heal. Find somebody to talk to. Find someone to pray with. Just know that you need to take your time. And allow yeah. and allow Jesus to show up when he's supposed to show up in this moment for you. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my final thought. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's everything uh, I want to take away from this conversation today. And uh, all right, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm wadding up a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm here to throw it to the wastebasket. LeBron. <laughs> we can start saying. I, I miss because I, I I'm not LeBron. I'm not, I'm Jerry. Yeah, you <laughs> can start saying LeBron now, but. Yeah, I will tell you, uh, playing basketball at the playground as a kid or at church camp, uh, you know, nobody ever talked the ball to me. They just, they just knew better. <laughs> I wasn't going to contribute for anything, you know. Well, I am statistically proven to make one out of every twenty-five shots. That's all right. That's okay. Statistic, like I've, I've actually kept track. One out of every twenty-five <laughs> shots will go in. It's just you play horse. Yeah. Yeah. When you play a horse, it's like it's over it's over quick. Yeah, like I, you'll save yourself from that H, but then the next twenty four. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to I have to really preserve yeah. reserve my shots. But anyway. Yeah. Well hey, right. um with all that to say, um, you know what? Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and yes. his daughter. Um, you know, it's yeah. uh it's a sad time for he and his family for the sports world and for millions upon millions of fans um, yeah. who have watched him play. and But at the same time, uh, rest in peace to all who have lost their lives, um, you know, recently especially, you know, for there's no, no life greater than another. And so, um, yeah. you know, we need to remember that and honor that and be praying and, and mourning with those who are mourning, whether they're celebrity or not. So, yeah. With that, um, we're gonna end this episode of the Frankincense Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you like what you're hearing, if you enjoy what we're talking about, or enjoy hearing some of our things that we talk about, um, you know, yeah. rate us, share us, uh, leave a comment, um, subscribe to the podcast, uh, point other people to it because we want to keep making them. We want to keep talking. And we appreciate all who have stuck around so far and all who are joining us. Um, so, yes. So with that, I'm Bobby. I'm Jared. Thanks for listening to the Frankincense Podcast. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>